What's going on, Quick Talk World? How the heck are you? Josh here. I have a really cool uh, podcast for you today. I'm going to do several of these. I was thinking, you know, we have all these cool courses. We have the super course, which is like the most successful course I've ever made. It's just unbelievable. And, you know, that one course has over a hundred different teachings, trainings, video chunks, snippets, gold nugget, value bomb, making it rain awesome stuff in there. And I'm going to go through and just grab some little nuggety goodness, just little itty bitty pieces and play some of it for you on the podcast, just a little bit. Now, this is just the audio of what is a visual presentation. So there's graphics on the screen. There's downloadable documents that go with a lot of this stuff. But I just thought I'd encourage you. And the one I'm going to play for you today has to do with the psychology of pricing. Uh, The teacher in this segment from the super course is Kevin Dabrowski. He's a Canadian. He built and sold a service company, and he's been a business consultant and a marketing consultant for a long time. He is um, a a high-performance coach who trained under Brendan Burchard, who's like Oprah Winfrey's personal coach and all this stuff. Really neat guy. Charges a lot of money to help people. I've known him for many years. He's a a good friend. And I was going back through last night, actually uh, watching some Supercourse videos myself, (laughs) because I haven't watched them in a while. I recorded these about one year ago. And they're so good. They're so good. And like I said, there's over 100 of them. So for those of you that have the super course, this is still a good reminder because there's so much content. Uh, We're going to talk about pricing, the psychology of pricing. And my Christmas present to you with this podcast is to give you the courage to just raise your prices. A huge percentage of you guys need to just raise your prices. Now, the reason that you're not raising your prices, (laughs) I'm, I'm training you to respond to the snap sound. That means raise your prices. The reason you're not doing it is from fear. It's from these constructions you've built in your own mind on what's possible and what you're allowed to charge, or you feel dirty or gross for charging a premium price. Now, there's massive problems with that if you're trying to build a scalable company. Now, when you have no money and you're broke and you're panicking, you're obviously going to charge low prices. That's why I always tell people, make decisions like you have a million dollars in the bank, even if you don't. Uh, The benefits of having higher prices is profound. It's not just so you can buy a hot tub and a bass boat and a jet ski and all that. Your employees will have more options. You can pay higher wages. You can be more generous in your community. You can move on opportunities quicker. It gives you more uh, versatility to move, to be nimble, right? When you have money, which is what margin is, profit, you can do a lot more things. You can make a greater impact, not just with your company, but just in life, right? This isn't about just uh, charging people unethical prices. It's not what we're talking about. We're talking about you getting over the bad relationship that some of you have with the prices that you charge and the misunderstandings you have on how uh, consumers perceive things. So uh, I hope you enjoy this, and I hope you're having a wonderful couple weeks building up to Christmas, and I will talk to you later this week. Here we go. Let's start right here, the psychology of pricing, because to me, it's there's two paths. You have the psychology of pricing from the consumer's perspective, like the way our brain works when we are shopping for things and buying things and, and being marketed to, But in my world where I work with so many small business owners, there's some major baggage and some issues with their psychology of how they price their services. And they shoot themselves in the foot and they don't mean to. And some of the other webinars we did, Kevin, um, we had some amazing teachers who were telling people, you know, raise your prices and be more profitable instantly by raising your prices, which is valid. But I'd like you to help unpack what's going on in our brains and because people don't want to they're scared they think it's not fair there's all kinds of stuff can we go down that road for a minute yeah i'm just going to start with that word fair um yeah 
because that's a construction fairness. Uh, we believe that a good person will only charge X amount of dollars for a product, and that at a certain point uh, they become greedy and ugly and horrible. But the truth is, there is uh, no such thing as absolute fairness. Fairness is subjective, and fairness is defined by the client alone, the customer. So if you, you know, uh, got a hold of uh, a thousand of these little pens, this is from the hotel condo where I live, fancy little pen. But if you got them for one penny each because of some whatever blowout at the wholesaler, but your customer will buy them for $11 each, like what's that? 11, I don't know, 110,000% markup or something? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, but the customer is delighted because it's like, oh, it's only 11 bucks? Sweet, I'll take five. Then is it fair or is it unfair? The fact that you've paid a penny each is irrelevant, in fact. Yeah, and the, the way I've always seen it, it's not only fair, you are a better person for providing value to that customer who desperately needed that pen. Yeah, and, if, and in fact, if you, if you tell me this pen is you know $2 or 85 cents, Number one, I might not even buy it because I might think it's junk. I'm gonna, you know, not benefit from this beautiful construction and the smoothness of the of the ball and the mechanism, and the nice, perfectly balanced weight that's in my hand. <laughs> you know, so I'm actually gonna lose because I'm gonna dismiss your product as not being valuable. And the more I pay for it, the more I'm gonna look after it and not lose it, and probably show it to other people and let them borrow it, and appreciate my investment. How does this, uh, in, a, in a practical sense, like a, a home service company, how do they apply this type of thing? Let's say that some people do believe it. Like, you know what, Kevin, I believe you. Like, you're right. Like, I have this baggage from childhood. This, this I think one time you were on my podcast, you talked about a weight around our neck that has to do with our childhood and the way we view money and stuff. We can talk about that. But what do they do? They do we can't just charge more, right? Do we have to couple it with the way we're marketing? Does it have to feel different? Um what do you think? Yeah, so first of all, we do have to address, like you said, the psychology stuff. We have to give ourselves permission to earn more, which will feel awkward and uncomfortable. Um, I actually wrote a book a few years ago, first in 2010. It was called This. Oh, yeah, I bought that book. Yeah, you bought that book. Oh, yeah. $600 an hour. And that book was all about, well, a big part of it was about how to give ourselves permission. So one of the exercises I would actually encourage you to do if you're watching this as a service-based business is to just say aloud with me, it's okay for me to earn $600 an hour. It's okay for me to earn $600 an hour. And you know what? I feel fine about that. I can go way beyond $600 an hour. And yeah. I've, I've already have made a lot more than that. Yeah. But I remember when I didn't, and I remember yep. how weird I felt. Um, there's a lot of weird guilt that is totally unfounded, but it is a real feeling when I started charging more. I even felt guilty when I left my uh, first set of employees on a job site to do the job without me, like I was being lazy, even though that's insanity. But I felt weird. Yep. I, I don't know. I guess through action and saying it out loud helps us <laughs> do it. Yep. What do you think? Yeah, 100% reprograms us. And like you said, so my, I don't know if you can, can you read that? Yes. It's so okay. the last line, what's oh, the last Oh, I see. Yeah, it's okay for someone like me to earn $30,000 an hour. Right. So I've multiplied it up from 600 to 3,000. 
You know what's really cool about that? One of my business mentors is an Australian businessman. No one knows about this guy, but his name's Peter J. Daniels. He's incredible, okay? But he got paid a million dollars for 15 minutes worth of advice one time, right? And yeah. <laughs> and people say, Peter, that's outrageous, blah, blah, blah. And there's this YouTube video of him talking about it. Um, <clears throat> and he said, are you kidding me? That, that 15 minutes made my client $10 million. Exactly. Exactly. It's a value exchange. A value exchange. So, I mean, in my book, I talk about Daniel Craig. So he's the actor that plays James Bond. Uh, Range oh. Rover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Range Rover hired him for a uh, press event to release their new vehicle. And they paid him a million dollars and it took him seven minutes. Are you serious? Yeah. So he made eight <laughs> and a half million dollars an hour, you know, because of the value that he delivered. So, yeah, so, it's all about that. So number one, what I say to your to your attendee watching this conversation is, you know, look after that first. So address some of the baggage you have around psychology um, involving your own self-limiting beliefs on pricing. But once that's done, stop focusing on what your stuff costs and how long it takes and instead focus on the value that you are delivering to your client and get really good at articulating the nature and scope of that value proposition. Ooh, now we're getting into the good stuff. That was really, really well said. So for some reason, like because I grew up with working class family, I coupled work, I don't know, even maybe a better word is effort, like effort level to a dollar value rather than the value I'm delivering attached to a dollar value, right? Like if I'm not working hard, I shouldn't earn anything, first of all. It should be really hard. I should be really sweaty. I should want to pass out. And then I can feel good about making money up to this certain level that falls within the parameters of middle class America, whatever. <clears throat> if we can break through that by saying affirmations to ourselves, by, I don't know, changing our friend group and just faking it till we make it, but sticking with it and realizing that we are worth a lot more. After we do that, then we move on to what you said, which is understanding that you don't price your stuff based on cost of goods sold. Can you elaborate more on what you mean by that? Yeah, so I mean, we tend to focus on our supply side costs. So if you're running a landscaping company and you have two guys and you're paying them, you know, 13 bucks an hour and then you have other expenses and you have gas and vehicle and insurance and equipment, what tends to happen is that we say, okay, so it costs me $58.42 an hour to keep these two guys on the road, so we have to make you know, $180 an hour or a hundred. Right, we got to add on our reasonable margin, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. So margin. So I would love for your attendee to completely scrap this idea of reasonable margin. That is like so contradictory to just industry norms, like mm -hmm. completely different, right? Did you apply this type of stuff with your service company back in the day when you had it? Yeah, for sure. So I had a little window cleaning company. Um, I had a couple of little ones, but um, we did residential, commercial, and eaves trough cleaning or gutter cleaning up here in Toronto, Canada. Um, and especially with gutter cleaning, that's that's an easy example, is we would offer three different packages. We would offer a basic gutter debris removal, then we would offer a deluxe, and then a premium. And we played with what we called them. We called them like bronze, silver, gold, and regular deluxe platinum and all that. Mm -hmm. that stuff. You can play with that. But um, for the platinum, like we went really big. We said we're going to like 
do a complete rinse of the entire system. We're going to ensure 100% downspout functionality, zero blockages, 100% money-back guarantee for 60 days. And the price was, I think, 40% higher for a highest price, uh, price package on top of the medium price package. And it took about three minutes longer to do that. You know, to get up there with the hose and spray the hose right down the thing and make sure there's 100% functionality and flow. So there was no correlation between our own costs and how long it took and the value that it delivered to the end consumer. Zero correlation. That is a freaking perfect example because the value you delivered is significant. I can feel what it would feel like for the 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 62-year-old widower at home who's stressed about the gutters and she sees the offer of the packages and she wants that extra sense of security to know that she knows that, you know, that that process was done and how it's absolutely worth every penny of the 40% more. It's not even in her brain the supply side of any of that stuff, right? No. She doesn't she doesn't care in fact. Yeah. The only the only person's brain it's in is their own. Yeah, and once we learn to let go of that and decouple that, that's when remarkable things become possible for our businesses and our brands. With a clear conscience again, that's the key, right? With a clear conscience mm-hmm. and the way that we can feel really good about. We can look, our customers still love us. We feel like we're delivering amazing value and we happen to be more profitable than ever, which frees us up if we wish to work less and spend more time with the people and things that we care even more about than work. Yeah, and the fact of the matter is, and one of the reasons we put this this super course together is because profitable businesses are better businesses, not just because it personally benefits you, it's better for your staff, your community, you can be more generous, you can be radically generous, you're going to have options, you can be nimble, you can move on other opportunities. It, it changes everything. Profitability, I did a podcast this week, that's really the only metric that matters in a way. You know, people could argue that, but if you don't have significant margin... Uh, you don't have options. You're at risk. There's danger. You know, there's so many bad things. And then you're going to provide worse service. And I don't know, like, that. that's my focus for our software company this year is focusing less on revenue, more on profitability, because uh, that's what sets everything free. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.